Welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity, with your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson. On our program, we explore the flip side of every story. And when you open yourself up to both sides, you'll realize that there are life lessons, powerful tools, and so much more. Now, here is Dr. Veerdra Jackson. Hello and welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. I am Dr. Veerdra Jackson, the CEO and creative behind Living Strong Consulting. And I'm excited this evening because a conversation of really unpacking how do we retain ourselves in the middle of caregiving and in creating not just an opportunity, but purpose out of that. And so my guest co-host this evening is Ashley Jackson, and I want to tell you a little bit about her. She is a wife, a caregiver, and author of the book Lost, Travel, Found, and she is an event planner. After Ashley's husband was diagnosed with a rare cancer that was actually in stage four, And then he beat that cancer with a 35% chance of survival. Ashley came to know and discover her purpose out of that painful experience. She created and launched her company, Timeless Dream Events, which was a part and now is a living part of her mission and vision to provide terminally ill people and their family members with a timeless dream event that will celebrate life and love. She plans various events at minimal notice, of course, due to the unique and sensitive nature that many of the families are experiencing. And Ashley has humbly been able to turn her own pain experience into a blessing for others. And I'm excited to unpack this very Um, touching but timely conversation with Ashley. Welcome to the show, Ashley. (laughs) Thank you so much for that intro. I truly appreciate it. I'm very excited to be here and talk more about my story. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. It has been um, an a wonderful opportunity as we've gotten a chance to really kind of connect and laugh about. We think we're probably related somewhere (laughs) along the line. Um, But as you shared your heart so transparent with me, I want to unpack at what point in your husband's experience did you actually begin to realize that you needed to take care of yourself while simultaneously taking care of him? Yeah. um, I distinctly remember the moment when I was trying on, uh, well, let me back up. Mm -hmm. Uh, My husband was actually diagnosed with this rare cancer before we even got married. Okay. So I'm caring for him, working full time because he can no longer work um, and also planning our wedding on top of all the things. So 
it was literally while I was trying on wedding dresses. I had a wow. breakdown. <laughs> it wow. was a lot of emotions. Uh, so on one hand, I'm bawling because I'm not sure if I should even be trying on dresses because I don't know if he's going to survive for me to even put the dress on to walk mm-hmm. down the aisle to. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, I'm bawling because it all hits me like a ton of bricks again, that my father's not going to be there to walk me down the aisle because he had suddenly passed, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it was, uh, about seven years, uh, prior and, and it was just all this ball of emotions, right? So not having my dad walk me down the aisle, not sure if I'm even going to be able to have someone to walk down the aisle too. Mm-hmm. And then just the emotions of trying all these beautiful dresses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I just, I cried and God loved the woman that was the bridal consultant because, you know, between her and my mom, they kind of talked me, me down from this, this meltdown that I was having. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As I listen to how in the middle of so many emotions that are both mixed with fear, pain, as well as excitement, kind of like which emotion do you actually feel in that moment and navigating loss, which I was... This conversation for me, I feel was so important because of the season that we are currently in. And there's so many people who are trying to navigate so many mixed emotions and trying to figure out how do I stay standing when there's so much confusion and I don't even know how I'm supposed to feel in this time. How did you navigate and and create some kind of stability in your life with so many things and so many emotions happening all at once? Ooh, uh, <laughs> it, it was hard. I mean, you want to be excited. It's your wedding day, right? But then I also felt guilty because I'm having these happy moments. My dad's not here. I'm having these happy moments. Is my fiance going to survive to the wedding day? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I felt the guilt. I also felt excited for, you know, all the right reasons. There was no one way that I was supposed to feel. There's not a book written out there. Well, until mine, uh, that, <laughs> that showed you how, how, someone else navigated these waters of what the heck do I do in this situation? Now, Mm -hmm. how I handled it might be different than the next person, but there was still not like a blueprint out there for a 31 year old that just got engaged to the love of their life. um, Then is forced to have to become their caregiver within a blink of an eye. You know, you're, I always like to, to say that, you know, most, of us family caregivers we we didn't wish this life it 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 happened in a blink of an eye Mm -hmm. you know you're one diagnosis or or one accident away from becoming a Mm -hmm. caregiver 
And that's mm-hmm. what happened in, in my situation. He didn't ask to be sick. I didn't ask to take care of him, but we found ourselves in this situation and we had to make the best possible solution for us and what that looked like for us. Yeah. You shared the title for this episode um, and entitling it Phoenix Rising. What does that term mean for you? Yes. So phoenixes, for those that don't know, they're mythological birds that are created out of ashes. So they die, their old selves die at some point, but then they are uh, they rise again out of their old ashes and become anew. They become more glorious. They become amazing. And I realized there was things of me that had to die and, sh- and, and kind of sh- shed. And then I was able to rise again and become anew, show the world what it is that I went through to help others that may find themselves in my same situation. And that is my purpose mm-hmm. at Timeless Dream Events is the vehicle that drives that purpose. When I think about the image of a phoenix and as you so vividly explained how out of ashes, it literally comes back up and out even more brilliant, more beautiful than its original state. And I remember as we prepared for this conversation, you said something that really struck me in you had to rediscover who you were in the process of caring for your husband. And I feel like there are many caregivers that that realization would also resonate with them. Can you tell us a little bit about how you realized you had lost you? And then how did you get you back? Absolutely. So, and, you know, any caregivers that are listening or that will tune in, I get it. You put all of you into the person that you're caring for. You miss your own doctor's visits. You don't, uh, you know, take care of yourself how you should. You don't eat right. You don't exercise. (laughs) All of those things. And it's because you're pouring so much of your your time and love into your loved one because you want to see them get better. Um, you want to see them live their best life, uh, getting them to that point uh, that you just don't pour into your own cup. And I know, especially during COVID, a lot of people have been saying, pour into your own cup, you know, fill your own cup up so you can pour into others. And it's so true. Um, You know, sometimes you just have to have those aha moments, those light bulb moments that make you go, you know what? I got to change something that I'm doing because I'm going to end up in the hospital next to him. (laughs) And then then who's going to care for him? Right. Both of you, (laughs) both of you later. Right. Right. Exactly. So that was kind of like a a turning point uh, uh, for me, like just kind of switching my my thinking around. And I know uh, you actually got to talk to, a very important person to me, uh, probably like a month or so ago or two months ago now, um, 
Sonja. Uh, mm-hmm. lioness the lioness <laughs> <laughs> she uh, helped me pivot uh just my life uh, so it, it was it was a realization that I had for myself like okay I've poured into my uh you know fiance and my husband so much mm-hmm. that I, I needed to figure out now what do I want because I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I wanted. So I turned to to her. Can I ask you, it, because that statement, I've literally heard um, other women specifically, because most of the women, um, most people that I coach are women, but I'm sure men would say this as well. Um, when they're asked, who are you? Not what you do. Not Uh all of your tasks, but who are you? What were some of the steps you took to actually begin to answer or finish that statement? When someone says, who are you? And I've had women look back at me with a blank face and say, I don't know. I don't even know how to answer that. How did you get to a place of actually being able to finish that sentence? Ooh, uh, a lot of crying, <laughs> a lot, Cry, but crying is cleansing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, crying, uh, some realizations that I still hadn't worked through some pain points in my life, but working through those pain points, I'm able to also help others, mm-hmm. uh, which, uh, Sonja was able to bring to light now, mm-hmm. You know, she she was my coach, but I did the work. I showed up to practice, and and that's the that's the biggest thing is um, just doing that inner work, like being real with yourself, looking at yourself in the mirror and going, "I don't like you, but mm. what can I do to change it so that I do like you?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As I listened to how you were honest around, uh, I needed to cry. I needed to cleanse. I needed to allow myself to be vulnerable to cry and and let some of that out and then recognize there were some things that I had not dealt with and then pursued someone, a coach. You didn't try to continue to fix something that you weren't, you couldn't quite put your finger on. You pursued someone to actually give you the steps (laughs) But I love how you just said you had to do the work. Yeah. 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 Uh, it, it is uh, a powerful reckoning when we get to a place that we look at ourselves and say, what I'm seeing, I'm not okay with, but I still have the opportunity to create that shift and that change. And as you and the lioness would say, create that pivot. Well, we have already (laughs) begun to jump into that shift or flip side story that Ashley has to share. And as we get ready for our first break, I want to let you know, especially the caregivers that are out there um, next week, just before the show. So at 2.30, just before next week's show, I am hosting a live webinar in partnership 
with the PA Cares Partnership. And you can find out details about the workshop called Resetting from Burnout. And it's on our website, livingstrongllc.com. But let me tell you a little bit about the workshop itself. Um, One of the greatest difficulties today as I prepare to think about what would I say if we're talking about creating a reset from a burnout experience, it's recognizing that in this season, so many people are navigating between being overloaded and trying to find their limits and the ability to create a harmony using strategies that will allow us to, just as Ashley shared moments ago, for us to look at ourselves, become accountable to what we are responsible for, but also identify what is the community that I need in order to help me stay accountable to the process. We are not in this alone. So if you log in and register again, it is free. It will be, I will be um, sharing my perspective and points to the work, but we're also going to open up the mic for you to share. Those who register, we're going to have what's called a good old town hall conversation around burnout, but how do we survive it? How do we get on the other side of it? So 2.30, February 17th, the website, our website has the link to the PA Cares Partnership registration form. It's simple. Become a part of a community that's willing to talk about getting on the other side, resetting our mind, our body, and our spirit on the other side of burnout. That website again is livingstrongllc.com. Tap on our events tab and you'll find the registration right there. And we'll be right back after this commercial break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. What if the most special part about you was not how you fit in, but how you stood out in a world that has never seen your kind of beauty? What if you could walk confidently in your God-given beauty, identity, and purpose? My name is Sandra Coates. And I am the founder and visionary of a movement called United and True. We want every woman to know that she is being transformed, she has been redeemed, and she is unique. I'm also an author of a newly released book called None Like Her. It is about awakening the beauty and the value that is within every woman. You see, it's time that we rise up through the confusion and the chaos and the comparison and the shame to know that there is nothing more we need to do to access the beauty that is within us. Please visit SandraCoates.com for more information. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com 
This is Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with Dr. Veerdra Jackson. To reach the live show today, call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at livingstrongllc.com. Now, back to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Welcome back. I have been having a powerful conversation with Ashley Jackson, the CEO and creative behind Timeless Dream Events. She shared her story. She shared her love of her husband as well as her process surviving his painful experience and finding her purpose in the middle of that. And she just before we went on break, unpacked the fact that she had to be willing to cry. She had to be willing to look in the in the mirror, access someone who would facilitate the process, but she had to become the active, engaged participant in her own pivot. So Ashley, I want to ask you a statement. If you wouldn't mind finishing this statement for me, when I'm in pain, whether it be physical or emotional, the kindest thing I can do for myself is, how would you finish that statement? (laughs) Read and write. Wow. Tell me about that. Uh, I learned through the process of writing my own book how cathartic and healing writing is, journaling. Journaling those feelings, no matter what it may look like or sound like, no one's going to judge it because it's for your eyes only unless you want to take it further. (laughs) Um, But absolutely, just when you have those moments that just don't feel right, write those thoughts down Mm -hmm. and you don't ever have to look at it again. You don't, or if you want to, you can, but I just find something so healing with writing, you know, and the reading part. Yeah. The reading. I I love to read. I love to dive into uh, books uh, and, and escape to different, you know, sometimes different countries, different cities, different plots. And it, it's, like, it's like me just going to somewhere else that's mm-hmm. besides me and my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. So create, opening those, um, that doorway or that threshold into your imagination. And that can, I also would imagine, could be really cathartic and an opportunity to just release and escape, but escape in a healthy way, as opposed to how sometimes um, pain can push us into painful escapes, really identifying journaling and writing as an escape that you just shared is healing. So can you tell us a little bit about the book? Yeah, absolutely. So I decided to, again, write a book but I had no clue where to start. So I am, I'm a huge believer in coaches as I discussed earlier prior to Mm -hmm. our break. So guess what I did? I went and hired a writing coach. (laughs) So um, there was a lot of tears again. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of tears, a lot of healing 
a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of things that I, I needed to work through with the the painful points in my life and it it was just this beautiful thing you know mm-hmm. uh, when I started writing without a writing coach I got one chapter done and mm-hmm. I shoved it to the side because I said no one wants to read this who wants to know about my story but when I found my writing coach and I told her a little bit of my story she said oh everybody needs to know this whether they're a caregiver or not um, there's there's bits and pieces of my life that when you read my book you're going to to feel mm-hmm. whether you're a caregiver or not whether you've had a major loss in your life or not or if you like to travel my book has a little bit of everything in it uh, so it, it literally is broken into like three different sections of my life so lost travel found is about losing uh my father Mm -hmm. and carrying that pain with me um into traveling the world trying to find my purpose after i lost him and coming back home to this wonderful man who proposes to me and two and a half months after proposing to me he gets this awful (laughs) fourth stage of cancer diagnosis and then just navigating life as a millennial young caregiver um, Mm -hmm. and all the battles that came with cancer and losing oneself in grief and, and caregiving, but then coming out of that rising of the Phoenix story. The Phoenix. Too. Yeah. Yes. When you just said, I, it, because we also had um, Dr. Roebuck on our show a few episodes ago, and she was talking about the process of menopause and how we will, as human beings, try to navigate and suffer our way through, knowing we are not the expert in what we're going through, but we will hold on to try to figure out how I can suffer and muster my way through this instead of pausing and saying, there is an expert out there who can guide me through this and actually begin to help me process this in an entirely different way. And wow, shut down that self-sabotage conversation that many of us experience. Did you ever feel like giving up? Um, I pause because, (laughs) uh, you know, sometimes my mind would play tricks on me and like, Mm -hmm. you know, during the writing process, you can Mm -hmm. stop. No one, no one's really Mm going to buy this book or, you know, people, you know, I, I forget the exact percentage, mm-hmm. but um, I should have looked it up. But there is a quote out there that says uh, there's a certain percentage of people that start writing a book yeah. versus how many actually go through the whole process. And it's mm-hmm. very minimal, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's it very is. minimal because you start and then you're just like, forget this. This is hard. This is too much. Who's going to read it? Who's going to buy mm-hmm. it? Who's going to read it? Um, but my writing coach, uh, Sarah Jeffress, is, I mean, 
she's she's amazing she i think she could kind of tune into when you're having those thoughts and she's mm -hmm. like guess what these people your people that you wrote down on the first yeah. day that we talked that you said yeah. that your book is for they need it you have to finish this because they need it because these are the people that you said need it so they need it yeah. And that's what kept me going because it's almost like I made a, a promise, not just to myself, but mm -hmm. to the people I said the book was for. Yeah. So, so it sounds like you started off the process by first getting really clear on your why before you ever really continue to develop the what. And as we get tired, sometimes it is our reason to be. It's our why that if we have it, not just in our head, not just in our memory, but actually written down somewhere that we can physically go back and see that that can help continue to push us past that exhaustion, that burnout, that um, those moments of thinking we really, I, I can't do this. And so many people talk about, oh, no one's going to read it. But what about that one person who yeah. needs to read it? Is yeah. that enough? Asking yourself, is that enough? When we talk about burnout, there's like three components that um, a lot of researchers say. So there's the element of emotional exhaustion. There's the moments of being detached. And then there's the moments, as we just talked about, of not really thinking what we are doing is actually making any difference. Would you, would you say in your process, you felt any of those three, if, if any at all? All of them. <laughs> all of them. Can Check you tell us about that? Above. Check all of the above. <laughs> so teetering on burnout, all three. <laughs> tell us, how did you navigate that? Like, how did you survive emotional exhaustion, detachment, and the, that internal narrative that what I'm doing doesn't actually matter. How did you survive that? You know, a lot, you know faith and hope mm. and, and, and prayers. I mean, honestly, that, that's what has got me through and still guides my path and my journey because there, there was times when we just, we didn't know if mm -hmm. he was going to survive. And mm -hmm. I, even though I'm not a doctor, I'm not a nurse, I internalize that as I'm not doing well. I'm not doing a good job of being his caregiver. And that makes no sense, right? You, that self-doubt and that negative talk is all in your head because it's not, it's not so. Mm -hmm. um, so all the negative talk made me exhausted. I'm tired as mm -hmm. well as being physically tired, but, you know, I was emotionally, mentally exhausted too. Cause my, you know, I'd wake up in the middle of the night with my brain just ticking away and mm -hmm. all these negative thoughts uh, mm -hmm. that would wake me up. And, uh, you know, then you become detached because for me specifically, I, like I said earlier, I didn't know any other 30-year-olds that were taking care of a, a spouse or a significant other. You know, we, we had to change course very quickly. We were in the midst of planning our engagement party to celebrate our being newly engaged. 
then we had to switch to planning um, his his treatments uh, mm-hmm. because the hospital was an hour and a half one way. Mm-hmm. So we had to plan when I was leaving the ha- when we were going to leave the house versus when I was going to work versus you know, and he had to go to two different hospitals in one day. So it's it you can get detached. Um, caregiving can be very isolating. And, um, but just trying to come out of it, mm-hmm. you need a support system. That but was my you, next question. <laughs> yeah. You need a support system, but you are going to have to do the work. Mm. Uh, you know, so my, my mom, God bless her. She, she was my biggest supporter, my grandmother. Hey, Nana Jackson. Um, she, she always listens to, to, um, so she, you know, these, these beautiful, strong women in my life were able to, to help me in their own caregiving experience, kind of guide me on how they handle things and saying, Hey, I'll cook, I'll clean. Um, in the beginning of my caregiving journey, I didn't want to admit that I needed that stuff. So I just said, no, I'm a, I'm a do it. Cause I thought that was weakness. You are walking right into, I'm, I was wondering <laughs> the same thing. How often do people say, no, no, I don't want any help. Yeah. How, so go ahead. How did you actually allow yourself to become vulnerable enough to accept the help? When I realized that I couldn't do it all on my own, I had to, I had to have help. I, I, I started getting migraines. I had stomach ulcers. That's what my burnout started looking like during my caregiving journey. It manifested itself physically gaining the weight because I just would not eat. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. It wasn't working out. So th- there were signs. And then, you know, my mom and my husband sitting me down and with an intervention I'm like you're sir you're the one that's sick what are you telling me I need to chill out for (laughs) but that's that's what it was that's what it took to have that aha moment like oh if I don't focus on me I'm gonna be in the hospital bed right next to him Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. how do you keep a healthy perspective now as you think through the loss um, and your process, how what helps you keep a healthy perspective? What are some strategies you use? Uh, self-care. And that can be five minutes. It can be a day. It can be a couple hours. It can be a week. Uh, whatever it looks like for you. Uh, you know, for me, um, a dance party and singing at the top of my lungs can do it. Um, reading, writing, like I mentioned earlier, uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be spa days. I mean, those are beautiful and wonderful. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't get me wrong, but um, we can't all do those every day when we mm-hmm. need a, a head, to get right in the right headspace. So whatever mm-hmm. it looks like for you, just start off with five minutes and keep building from there. I so appreciate how you shared, just take the five minutes, because I know there's some who, if I can't have a whole half hour, then I, I, I opt to do nothing. Well, I don't really have time for self-care or I can't really 
um, take the time for self-care, but we either take the time or on the front end or we pay for that time on the back end. And uh-huh. it's recognizing it doesn't have to be a half hour, a whole day, or even an hour, that there's actually power we can tap into with just the five minutes, with yeah. just the five minutes. I appreciate your transparency and your honesty and your wisdom. There's something <laughs> called post-traumatic wisdom that Dr. Bruce Perry talks about. Um, and we can learn from our pain. And when we come back from this next break, I want you to, to share with us, what have you learned and what do you want other caregivers to begin to realize? Because now you're walking in wisdom. So we will be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. What if the most special part about you was not how you fit in, but how you stood out in a world that has never seen your kind of beauty? What if you could walk confidently in your God-given beauty, identity, and purpose? My name is Sandra Coates, and I am the founder and visionary of a movement called United and True. We want every woman to know that she is being transformed, she is being redeemed, and she is unique. I'm also an author of a newly released book called None Like Her. It is about awakening the beauty and the value that is within every woman. You see, it's time that we rise up through the confusion and the chaos and the comparison and the shame to know that there is nothing more we need to do to access the beauty that is within us. Please visit SandraCoats.com for more information. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. This is Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with Dr. Veardra Jackson. To reach the live show today, call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at livingstrongllc.com. Now, back to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Welcome back. And we're having a conversation with Ashley Jackson, and she's walking us through her story with her husband and her book, which is entitled, um, tell me again, Ashley. Yeah. Uh, Lost, Travel, Found. Three specific segments of her life that she has um, bared for those who will listen and glean from it. And one of our listeners asked about a phrase that I used in our last segment 
um, Dr. Bruce Perry talks about post-traumatic wisdom. So I want to preface before going into the wisdom part that there's also the concept of post-traumatic growth, which actually is a reflection of you, Ashley, that there's the concept that just because we go through trauma does not mean that it has to leave us traumatized and debilitated, that there are entire foundations, missions, organizations that have been birthed, Phoenix Rising, that have been birthed out of traumatic experiences, and that there's elements where we can become stronger from the thing that we went through. But I think it's important when we talk about the post-traumatic wisdom part, it actually ties to what you shared earlier in that it's not just what we've gone through, but it's how did we process it and then pay it forward in wisdom. Because we can go through stuff. It's actually not so much what you went through, but it's whether or not you processed what you went through. And then how do you now use that as wisdom for how you move forward? We often on our show talk about resilience being a bounce forward, not a bounce backward. There's stuff I don't want to go back to. When we're in situations, we have a chance to bounce forward. And if we're bouncing forward, we are taking the lessons we learned in the process of what we went through that did not break us. It may have crushed, it may have hurt, but you're still here. And you're growing on the other side of that. And anytime we're growing, there's a stretching and a tension and an opportunity for wisdom, not only cognitive wisdom, but body wisdom, our body becomes rewired and our thought life becomes reframed around what's possible because we came through. So that's that's the concept. And it, I used it because your story just radiates post-traumatic growth and post-traumatic wisdom. <laughs> So what advice, I asked you before our last break, what have you learned that would now be a place of wisdom for you and an opportunity to give advice to others? Absolutely. How much longer do we have? No, we, we got time. Oh. Go, you, <laughs> keep on going. <laughs> Let it go. Come on. Set your boundaries. Mm. only listen to what you know is right for you and who you're caring for. Don't listen to any outside people. Just go with your own intuition. Mm. Saying yes to people who want to help. Yes, by all means, I'll, I'll take dinner tonight. Thank you. You want to go wash my car? Yes, please. Go Fill it up with gas? Yes, thank you. <laughs> Also on the flip side, no, I am not going out with you tonight. One, I am tired. And two, I want some peace. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not doing that today. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. maybe tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Create your, your own space for self-care. Write it down. I'm the type, if it's not my calendar, it's not happening. You ha write it down. Like literally at 2.05 p.m., I'm going to read a chapter of a book or I'm going to go take a drive around the block for the next 10 minutes. Like whatever that looks mm -hmm. like for you. Mm -hmm. um, but schedule the time. Don't just say you're going to yep. do it. Schedule Actually it. schedule the time because you're worth it. I yep. love it. These are great. I hope people have a pen and paper because these are awesome. <laughs> you had me, you had me as set boundaries. I was, I'm all in. <laughs> Everything yeah. else after that yeah. is gravy. Yeah. So, and, and when I say set boundaries, um, I'm going to dig in a little bit deeper and maybe make some people feel uncomfortable, but I've had to learn. I don't care if it's your mama, your daddy, your brother, your cousin, your auntie your best friend. If it's not serving you, you got to cut them out. Like, don't listen to what, what's that, all the chatter, all the noise. My self-care, my, my sanity, my well-being is so much more worth than all the noise and chatter. Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they mean well, and they just don't know what they're saying. How often do people, but, especially in law <laughs> situations, say the wrong thing? Yeah. Oh, and, and you have to be able to establish those boundaries. You did. You just hurt some people's feelings. You said, cut them off. Some people just said, oh, <laughs> ow. <laughs> uh, you know, I've, I've had to talk with numerous caregivers and a lot of them they just it's their own family that's given them all the heartache mm -hmm. and sometimes you just have to cut those people out even if it's for a season not your rest of your life but if, if it's just for this season when you're trying to care for someone else and also not lose your own mind mm -hmm. you, we might have to cut you know or set the boundaries of okay mom you can't call me past 8 p.m because I've put so-and-so to bed or I've got them comfortable. So between 8 p.m. and 9 p.m., that's my time. I don't want my phone ringing yeah. unless it's a doctor or I'm calling somebody. Like, you just have to make the, the distinction for your own life, your own, your own care, person who you're caring for, their care. Mm -hmm. um, because I also realized when I'm not feeling right, I transfer those negative feelings to my husband. Mm. He we doesn't didn't need even that. talk about energy. We did not even talk about energy and and the power of if we're off, how that can um, be transposed and impact people. Uh, the person we're trying to care for uh -huh. can be impacted by our own negative energy. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know. If I'm hyper, he, he he gets a little hyper. Like, what, what what's going on? Like, should I be alarmed? You know. Um, so I've really had to work on. And again, I'm not the expert here. So guess what I did? I have sought out therapy because I'm not an expert. I'm not going to be able to talk myself down I need someone that knows that went to school and knows what to help me 
navigate and walk through this life, right? Mm -hmm. So working with a therapist on different communication tools, Mm -hmm. having the fight or flight syndrome for the past four years, but now we're in a, in a space now in his, his treatment that we can be more easy. We can be a new normal. So now I'm learning different tools, you know, anytime I feel myself get anxious, I don't have to, like, I don't have to transfer that to him. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm anxious, he's going to get anxious. Mm -hmm. But if I learn how to communicate better and, uh, you know, just if I'm loving on myself, he's going to see the same thing. Mm -hmm. He's going to do the same thing. So I, I, you know what, you said something and I don't want us to move too fast past it. And we only have a few minutes. So I want you to mention it because I also want to make sure we talk about the business. But something you just said, I feel is very important for people to hear again. After you came out of the crisis, the constant crisis part of your um, husband's illness, that crisis state literally created a fight or flight response in your body and your system. So it sounds like you had to be able to figure out how do I rewire that? So every phone call, every wake in the, in the night doesn't re-trigger me. So I just want you to speak to that. We got about one minute and then I want to make sure we close out talking about the business. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, therapy, I I don't know Mm -hmm. how how Mm -hmm. else to put it. Just finding what triggers you. Uh, For me, you hit it dead on the spot. It's a, it's a phone call. It's a symptom of uh, what brought us to the doctors initially with him um, that, that I find triggers me. So now I'm having to learn that just because he might have a little symptom doesn't mean that he has cancer again. Mm -hmm. So just breathing and, you know, making calls if I need to, Mm -hmm. that's fine, Mm -hmm. but not making it a big ordeal where I think he's going to die. Yes. Yes. Reframing your thoughts, identifying the trigger and recognizing this moment is not that moment and creating a separation between (laughs) the two. That was so powerful. I just, I needed to make sure we didn't move too fast past that statement because that sets somebody free that they began to realize, ah, I'm still living in the past trigger. So we have about three minutes left and I want you to share about the business. What came, what was birthed out of this? Yes. So in March of 2020, when my husband was deemed cancer-free, we had finally gotten our, our, you know, miracle and we were so excited. Um, but by April, 2020, I was sitting there thinking like, what am I supposed to do with my life now? Because I had put all of me, right. Like I said before, into him. So that's when I got a hold of the lioness And going through all of my pain points with losing my father suddenly to uh, my travels to 
my caregiving journey with Troy and uh, this beautiful uh, event planning business, Timeless Dream Events was born. So we help the terminally chronically ill and their loved ones celebrate life and love and whatever that looks like um, for for them. And it, it's been beautiful. I've been very blessed to have helped people in a, a moment's need. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, I do help others that aren't necessarily chronically or terminally ill um, because they read my story and they just want to work with me. Um, so it's been beautiful to be able to meet so many different people with different walks of life and just be that person to help them, especially if I'm helping plan a wedding. It's been beautiful to see the love because I love love and I know what it feels like to maybe not be able to walk down the aisle to your love. So I love being able to help others get down that aisle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and what's the website? Yes. Yeah, so uh, timelessdreamevents.com. Um, you can also get my book if you want a signed copy um, of my book. You can get it there as well. You can view different pictures of events that I've been able to to help plan and be a part of. And uh, I'm all over social media, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram. You can find me everywhere. <laughs> at, at Timeless, at Dream. the same. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. At Timeless Dream Events. <laughs> all right. On all social media yes. platforms. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Ashley, thank you so much for your honesty, your transparency, and everything you just said in the last three minutes. Your lived example of post-traumatic growth. That is everything about it. And thank you for sticking in and doing the work because you are absolutely blessing others with your story, as well as um, your support and your care. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so we have had an amazing conversation. And stay tuned um, and connect with us. Remember, visit our website, livingstrongllc.com, for the webinar, um, Resetting from Burnout, next week as well as our show following up at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Please join your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson, for another edition of our show next Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.